welcome, 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 all you fabulous cats, guys and gals. Uh, welcome to Talking Shop. We are, me and my mighty fine co-host are here tonight, and we are so excited that you are here for our free telewrap. My name is Teresa Reed. You can always find me at www.thetarotlady.com. And my partner in crime is the very, very awesome Miss Bree Saucy. Hello, Bree. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us this evening, as always. And as Teresa introduced me, I am Bree Saucy, and you can find me at www.milagroroots.com. Although starting tomorrow afternoon, it will be www.briannasaucy.com. Yay, and how is it going to be spelled for people who are listening in? So it's B as in boy, R-I-A-N-A-S-A-U-S-S-Y. Only one in in Brianna. Awesome. Well, that is, I'm really excited for you, and tomorrow's a great day to be bringing a lot of new things forward. And we're just coming off of a very big new thing that I did this weekend, and you were included, and that's what's leading to this um show that we're doing tonight. Tonight we are going to be talking about creating and hosting fabulous and uh, sold out uh, events sold and workshops. Sold out. That's S-O-U-L dash D. And this is an event. Um, this Tonight's Telerep I think is a really important one because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that want to do events and workshops, but they don't know how to start it or they see other people doing it and think, wow, what are they doing, you know, how they get that to work. Or sometimes I've uh, met people who have created a workshop or a treat that got nobody really to show up and it's been a bummer. Oh, yeah. And I have gone, and I, I'm sure that you have as well, Teresa, um, to some retreats where it was a serious case of over-promising and under-delivering. Yes. For whatever combination of reasons, badly organized or, you know, um, just logistics not really well planned or well thought out. And that that can be really, like, a terrible experience that can turn you off of retreats forever. Oh, if, yeah. And I've also If you're not to, careful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I've also gone to events, too, that sounded really good. But then you get there and, like, the people who are presenting don't have their... Uh, acts together, their speeches together, they run over time, or, you know, they're delivering stuff that is like, how is this going to help me? You know what I mean? So I've also been at events where they've had people who are really unpolished, and I think that um, also made it kind of a bit of a bummer for me. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely, yeah. If the content is not what you, you know, you go in, having an expectation that the content will be this way, or the speakers will be, you know, working in this way, and then you have something that's just really different from that, um, mm-hmm. especially if it's not polished or kind of sloppy, then I think that that is it's just a deal killer. Absolutely. I've also had people ask me to attend certain events, and um, they didn't give me anything that made me feel like it's going to be an exciting thing. So I, I really want to go and talk about all those things tonight. We're going to try to get in as much information because my goal is that for people who are listening tonight, Bree, that they get some ideas 
of how to do it and do it right so that everybody walks away as happy as possible, even though there's, you know, of course, always a possibility that something, some drama can happen. Some drama can happen. (laughs) There's always that possibility. But I think, you know, um, the information that we might be able to give out tonight from our experience running our SOFL proprietor retreat this weekend and other events that we've gone to uh, might really help to lay a good groundwork for people. I think that's right, and, and you know, I just want to say that I, you know, so for those of you who were not at the retreat that are on the phone or that listen to this later, Teresa organized the retreat and did an incredible job, and I was invited to speak at the retreat. And so we, that that is how we're oriented, but I have to say that it was really, really awesome to see these amazing women that I know online and to get to talk to them and to see their faces, right? Starting with Teresa, mm-hmm. we got to hang out. We, I took a picture by the bronze fawns. It was so awesome. Um, yeah. But really to be able to, to be in the same physical space with these sisters that we know online or we know through their blog or we know through their Facebook pages or whatever, it was really, really incredible. And I thought, Teresa, we could start – with you telling, just kind of sharing with us, like, you know, what made you decide to to do a retreat in the first place? What, you know, what was the motivation behind it? And what what were the things that you really felt like you needed to get clear on um, at the very outset so that, you know, the whole tone for the thing was set correctly? Because I know that you're really big on that. I am huge into planning and clarity and intention. Uh, that everything I do, I, I like to say there's nothing that isn't really that I don't put thought behind it. Uh, yeah. I like really thinking about what is my motive, what am I doing, why am I doing this, where am I doing things. You know, not just for uh, like a big event, but also even the way I show up in my day-to-day activities here. And the reason why I decided to create this event is because uh, I've gone to events for female entrepreneurs. And when I mentioned that I'm a tarot reader, I've often gotten these sideways glances like, oh, you know, and then they're going to turn their back and not be interested in me because I'm in a weird career. Then I've also been, I know, I've been at tarot conferences. You start talking business and there's, you know, people that really don't want to talk business. They just want to talk tarot. So I'd always feel kind of like an odd man at every single thing I went to. And I thought, gee, I really wish there was an event where I could be my mystical self but hanging out with a bunch of cool women and talking business and getting ideas for my business and getting away from my day-to-day grind and relaxing and and being pampered a bit. So that's really the motive behind it. And, And I know there's a lot of women out there like me because, you know, I do some business mentoring and I come across these types of women also who are, they're mystical, but they love business, and they really have a hard time finding a place where they can really, you know, kind of like have both sides of their personalities come together and have their yeah. interests really mesh. That is what drove me to creating this event. So I got the idea that this is something that needed to be done, and I wanted something that was going to be done really well because I wanted the women who would attend, and I'm also talking about my speakers, I wanted everyone to feel that they came, they were heard, they were seen, that they made connections, that they were taken care of, 
and that they could just show up and not have to think that everything would be kind of done for them. And uh, I've got a Venus in Cancer, so I love doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you come into my hood, believe me, you are going to be fed. and You're going to be, be fed. You're totally going to be nurtured and taken care of. Yes, that's how I express my Venus in Cancer the best. Yeah. It's, it's all about that. Everybody gets fed. Everyone is taken care of. So um, that was really my whole vibe behind this event. So when I started coming up with the idea of it, what I then knew is, okay, if you're really going to get serious, lady, you need to get down with some planning. I planned this right. event out over a year in advance. I don't yeah, like throwing things right. together at the last minute. <laughs> I think when you throw things together at the last minute, it really shows. And mm-hmm. I think that really creates more of an anxious vibe, not just for the host, but also for your guests. It's kind of like this. If I am having a Thanksgiving dinner, but I throw on my turkey an hour before people arrive, and then I rec- realize that I didn't even start the pumpkin pie, who wants to be at an event like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very stressful, very high anxiety. And the whole purpose of, like, a retreat is that you're, you know, you're working, but you're mm-hmm. working in a very nurtured and relaxed way right you're getting away from your day-to-day grind to learn something new it's same like when you go to a conference if i'm going to a conference for example like a tarot conference i want one that's well organized i want to make sure that i'm going to have some cool speakers and that i'm not going to have to worry about the flow of the day that things are going to be done on time etc etc right that's really important to me and i've organized uh, an event here many years ago a yoga day and we also ran it like clockwork because people are busy. People are busy. And I, you know, I'm very conscious about making sure that anything that I'm doing is going to also respect people's time. So I basically sat down over a year in advance, came up with the name, and then I took a moment uh, after I was clear on what kind of event. My absolute first thing I always do is figure out my number. And actually, I wrote a blog post about that today. About The blog post is called Why, uh, Why Your Tarot Business Isn't Making Money. And yeah, I saw that. Yes. It's all about my oh, number. awesome. And, yeah. you know, it's really funny because we talked about the number in the retreat. And a couple of gals, you know, mystical people, they don't like to talk numbers. It's like, ah. It's and, scary. Uh, numbers are really scary. It makes it real. Yeah. It makes it real. You're right. It makes it real. It It really can be feeling, it can feel very frightening, but... If you don't know what your number is, then you know what? You're going to be running your business into the hole because the universe likes you to know exactly what you're doing and you need that clarity. So the first thing that I always do with anything that I'm doing like this is I sit down and figure out how much money do I want to make from this. That is the number one thing. After I figure that out, the next thing I do is I go about and figure out all the costs. So in order for me to figure out the cost, I had to figure out how much would it cost for the location, how much would it cost to get some swag bags printed, how much would it cost to get some high-end workbooks, because that was important to me. Yeah, how much would and they it cost, were beautiful. Yeah, how much would it cost to get a banner? How much would it cost to get speakers? Because I believe in paying your speakers. We'll, we'll circle back to that a little bit later. Yeah. How much would it cost for me to get some little fun extras for people to make sure they're really spoiled. How about a shuttle? What would it cost for all these things? So I sat down and I did all the math. 
And I was really precise, and I, I contacted the speakers that I was interested in, which were you, Alexander Franzen, and uh, Christy Zahn. And what I did then is figure out, okay, how much do these people need to get paid? And not only did I want to like make sure everybody got their speaker fee, I wanted to make sure that they also got their airfare. Our travel for. yeah. Absolutely. I don't want people coming to my hood and my event and going broke. And, so for, was, and for Alex and I, that included our lodging because we came out yep. a day early for the planning. Yep. That was all planned in, too. So I yeah. took all those expenses, and I sat down. I wrote it all out, wrote down the money I wanted to make. I did a big gulp, and then I said, okay, well, how could I make this doable? So I thought, I don't want to be charging people an arm and a leg because right. a lot of my mystical sisters, you know, they're on budgets. That's right, so I, that's right. And, and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, especially for this kind of retreat where it's like how to build a sustainable business, right. we have to assume that some of the people coming, you know, they have that question, so money yeah. is going to be tight for some of them. Absolutely. So I wanted to come up with a fee, so I took the amount based on my how much I wanted to make and um, what my expenses would be, and then I started running some numbers on what if there were 10 people and that just seemed like too much of a stretch to have people paying $2,000. Right, um, right. So I decided then, well, what if I had 20 people coming? That would be still a small, intimate group, which is important to me. Yeah. And $1,000 seemed doable. I'm like, you know what? If That's a doable number. And it worked out because the event was priced at a really good price. That means it was a price that means you're going you're gonna to invest. Right. But right. it also isn't one that's going to crush you because you're coming away with so much information afterwards that, you know what, you'll make that money back in no time at all if you really hustle right afterwards. That's right. So th- that's what I started with. I started with getting crystal clear on how much everything's going to cost. Then I put my price together, and then it was all running after that. Then I, was, then I got down to business. I love that. That's really – so you got – so you started with the intention, the vision yep. of the retreat. I want mm-hmm. a place – for people like me who are into the woo, into the, mm-hmm. you know, metaphysical businesses, but also into running a business and, and right. having a sustainable business can come together. That was the vision. Put your intention there. And then it was numbers. Then a lot of it was, was getting really clear on the number part. Right. And do you know how many people I know that run an event or a workshop and have zero clarity on their number, on how much, especially on how much they want to make? And so oh, they yes. Have- this is the, here. I, I heard about people saying things like, "Well, I just hope I break even." I'm like, "What? Breaking I was even actually, is not an option." I, I, you know, I told you the story, and but I want to say it again because I was considering doing a, a an event down here in Texas, and had a couple of colleagues I was talking with, and was told that I we would lose, we would maybe break even, but probably lose money. And I was like, "That is absolutely not acceptable." Right. So, yeah, I think that that is really like the common, you know, there's this attitude about retreats. It's almost like it's, you know, like a, like a charitable thing, you know, like you're, you're taking on all of this work to bring people together, but you're not actually going to see any, you know, return on that investment, which I think is, especially if it's a retreat for like good business and sustainable business, you, you can't operate that way. That would, like, right. give lie to everything that you're talking about. And, again, if, I, if, if you're doing an event and you're barely breaking even or you're going in the hole for it, it's not a successful event. Even if there's, like, a 1,000 people showing up, that is not a successful event. That's right. Word up. 
That's not a well. Think about it. that's not a sustainable business model. If I'm yeah. losing money every year, that means I'm doing something wrong here. That's something right. ain't working. I have to either raise my rates or, or go into something new and get a different job. You know what I mean? <coughs> so there has to be, there has to be a profit. Otherwise, yeah. it is not a successful event. Even if you have again the greatest event ever, if you're if you just barely break even or you lose money, there's something wrong here. So we always start with the number. You know, you know, um, one of the things I was talking about the retreat too, is every year I do my own little, you know, like mini boss retreat is what I call it, and I take like a few days to myself to really do some processing about my business and to look back at how did my year go, what worked, what didn't work. I do a lot of journaling. I, I come up with my number, how much do I want to make next year, how much do I need to make. I do the math and I do logistics, so I go into the next year with a full-on plan. I don't yeah. go into the year um, just hoping business is going to work out. Everything is very, very planned, and it's the same with this event. The numbers have to be there. The intention has to be there. That clarity must be present. Otherwise, you're setting up your event or workshop to fail, and that's not, again, failure is not an option. It's just not. Yeah. I, I really like that. And I think, you know, one of the things that I think is really important is the amount of lead time that you gave yourself. You know, I plan for 20, for, I plan for the next year in October just like you do. I actually right. didn't know you did it in October until we talked about it in person. Right. And I thought that was so interesting that we both plan in October, you know, and I'm always cracking up at, like, the blog posts and the, you know, all the calendars that come out and the planners that come out in uh, December, you know, getting you ready for the next year because I'm like, ah, you know, I'm like, I am way ready for the next year. Right on. I I've need, already got that stuff planned by the time October that stuff comes is planned. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I need that stuff in October, yo. I do not need that in December. <laughs> like, but, um, but I, you know, I, as a speaker, you know, you, you had contacted me um, almost a year and a half before the retreat. And, yep. you know, that seems like a really ridiculous amount of lead time to people. But I'll tell you, I'm so appreciative that you contacted me at that, like, that early because it was on my calendar. I have a little boy. And so, you know, I had to get my child care lined up for that and and you know that stuff can really like that stuff can take a while and it really gave me plenty of time to get my part really nailed down so that I was really clear on what I wanted to do and it also was very cool because as I went through the year knowing that the retreat was coming up in October I was paying attention so when I was in a workshop or when I was at uh, you know a retreat or I was in a class I was constantly thinking oh you know would this be good for the ladies would this be something Mm -hmm. of, of value for them and that I think is I mean so that lead time was not extravagant and it was really right on and I think that that is such an important part of the planning process I feel like we don't give ourselves enough time no, and I think it's because we're modern women and we're busy. We've got kids, we have family, we totally. run a business, we've got husbands, or, or maybe they don't have husbands or kids, but they're, they're juggling. They have a full-time jobs. business, or they've right. got a cat like Dao Zen, who's very yeah. demanding. Yes, my cat was very mad about this event, by the way, so, yeah. because the event wasn't about him. So I've had to play <laughs> him with a lot of treats since I've been home. <laughs> 
Next, next time, next time we we do it, we need to have like there needs to be a banner, but his face should just be on the banner. Well, he was volunteering to be the mascot. I, I know he was. Yeah, <laughs> we, we told him, buddy, you ain't going. Um, <laughs> but, um, I love it. The lead time is very important too. <coughs> Excuse me, because you also want to make sure when you're doing something where you're having other speakers that they have time to get their houses in order. So that's to right. You know, and and like for example, Alex Franzen is a very in-demand speaker, and so I wanted to make sure that I got her to this event. I was going to move heaven and earth to make sure that the yes. event would that I would have her. That was like one of my must-haves. Yeah. And yeah. you were another must-have, and Christy was a must-have. So I also had to ask Wayne in advance to make sure all three of you could make it. That's right. So, so that really sucks beautifully into the next thing that I wanted to yeah. ask you, which is. What are your do's and don'ts for picking and working with your speakers? Well, the first thing is once you have to be clear on <coughs> excuse me, this little tickle in my throat is not fun. You have to be really oh. clear on what your event is about and then you have to search out to find speakers who are appropriate. Right. And for right. the event that I was doing it was focused on, you know, women in business, in spiritual and mystical businesses. So I thought, who would be people that would be good at working with them? And what are also the topics that I'd like to cover? And I had kind of an idea that I wanted to cover something about business planning, which, you know, getting clear for the year and doing a yearly business plan, which is something I do every year, so that was me. And I wanted Alex definitely to share her writing techniques so people could learn how to write for their businesses. Yeah, and I yeah. needed also somebody who could speak about being out there, even if you're in a weird career. And of course, I wanted you for that. Right. Right. And then I thought boundaries. Boundaries is really important. Client care is important. And Christy Zahn is somebody that has a corporate and HR background, but she's also a chaplain and a life coach. And she's had the most amazing spiritual journey. And it's like there's nobody else that could do and deliver this subject like Christy. Yeah. Oh, so that's so true. Yeah. Right, so the criteria was who are the right speakers and what are the subjects that I want people to talk about. I mean, I, I also wanted it to be open so that you guys could also give me feedback on some things, on maybe something that you think might be a better thing, but everyone seemed to really kind of come together with very, very similar topics. So once I had an idea of who I wanted and what kind of things we might want to talk about, then I had to find out also, well, how much is it going to cost me because – I was clear that I am going to make sure, and there's a couple reasons for methods to my madness. I'm going to pay my speakers well because I want them to feel valid, validated. Yeah. I want them yeah. to feel respected. Um, that's super, super important to me. You are coming here and you are working. I don't want you doing it for free because right. I don't want to do stuff for free. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to make sure that everybody was going to be paid and paid well. And yeah. treat it well. So I had to find out, okay, well, what's this going to cost me, guys? How much How much will it cost me to get you? And, um, you know, that that was the such an important thing. So it's like, yeah. who do I want? What can they talk about? Are they appropriate for my event? And how much is it going to cost? That's really the whole secret sauce behind picking my speakers. I think that that is really, really huge. I mean, I definitely loved I loved working at the retreat and it was you know it it's when you're on I mean you're on and you're really giving and and it was so 
delightful to do that because of the women who had signed up. But it was also, it felt really in alignment to do it because I had been reimbursed and because I had been really well taken care of. And, you know, it's the kind of thing where we've already talked and I've already said, like, if you ever do it again, like, I will totally be there if you want me there because it it was uh, it felt so good and it felt so in alignment with everything with everything that we were talking about and with everything mm-hmm. that was going on and i and i really do i mean i i i appreciated it personally you know and i really appreciated it personally because we're friends right. and you know so often i think when you have uh, you know when you do a retreat and you you want one of your friends to come and speak uh, you know, first of all, you don't just choose all of your friends. I mean, you know, I think what you're saying is really right on, that, like, you had a very specific intention and vision for this, and you wanted people who could speak to themes that went along with that. But And so, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, let me go get my five best friends and, like, have right. them do the retreat. That's not what this was. But also, like, as a friend, you know, there there often is this idea of, well, my friend will do it for free, or mm-hmm. I can just rely on my friend or lean on my friend. And it's like, you know, that's not really, that's not how we should treat our friends. I always oh. tell, you know, my students and my clients, I'm like, if your friend is doing something, you should be the one who's like, let me be first in line and let me pay full price and, like, let yep. me rock out with you to support them. And Absolutely. I really felt so supported by you at every level, and so as one of the speakers, I, I feel like you absolutely nailed it, you know, and, it, and now my bar is super high, so that's, that's, that's the consequence is that my bar for speaking at a retreat or attending a retreat now is super high. Well, i got to tell you, that's, that's somewhat intentional because I love the idea of raising the bar and raising the vibration, and if we are treating our fellow mystics with respect and paying them well, we are going to be creating energy where this is happening more and more. And I would love that to be the case. I think that's wonderful. And the other thing I want to add to that, Bree, when you are paid well and you are treated really kind of like a rock star at an event, you can relax. I mean, imagine if you were at an event and you have to, like, get your shuttle to get to your location. Um, You have to, like, dip into your pocket to pay for your plane and maybe your meals aren't paid for, uh, you know what I mean? And you yeah. get there, and it, it just isn't really, you don't really feel like you're getting taken care of. And it's like, that, no, 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 I want you to relax so you can speak well. Because otherwise the other option is you're coming in there and you're going to be stressed out, and nobody, nobody, the speakers or the people who are attending it, are going to like that vibration. So okay. I wanted to make sure that my speakers felt completely and utterly pampered and spoiled rotten uh, so that way they could really truly relax and enjoy themselves. You know, a, a couple of the little special extras I'll share it with the people who are listening that I did also is I bought a gift for each speaker yeah. and also for the person that I hired. We'll talk about hiring help in a moment. But yeah. I wanted them to know that here, I appreciate the hell out of you. I really do. Also, I made sure that the night before the event, I got to meet, take all the speakers out for dinner along with my help, my assistant, so that we could strategize and we could sit down and have a really beautiful meal together. And that was so awesome. 
Yeah, and you know that's a way to bond. It's a way to really build team trust. That's right. And um, the other thing that I was sure to do again was to also make sure that even my speakers got one of those killer swag bags. You know, so it's like they were so awesome. (laughs) They were. And also, the other thing is at the event, the speakers and. I had us off into a little bit of a different wing, so that way if we needed to strategize or if an issue came up, we could all work together and not have to, like, really bring a weird vibe into any of the people who uh, were there at the event, none of the attendees. So everything was to make sure there's there's comfort, we can work together, there's teamwork, and these little extras, again, are just to make sure that everybody, again, feels like, okay, I'm appreciated, I'm valued, I'm respected, I'm safe. I wanted people yeah. to be safe. Yeah. And I and want I'll to really talk. You, Go ahead. You know, I just have to say, like, really quickly, that I think it was really, really smart of you to do that. It wasn't just good of you, but it was really smart. And the reason why is because I've gone to retreats, and I know you have two, yep. where the speakers do their thing, and then they're totally not available. Oh, I they, that. You know, They're gone. They wrap it. You know, they're, they're just they're not around. And because we had been – so well taken care of, we, we we showed up like the the like we were there for everyone's presentation. You know, we didn't just do our thing and go. We were there for like the after party. Like we really right. showed up, and and typically I skip out on a lot of stuff like that because that's not my wheelhouse. But I had you had given so much that I felt like I had so much to give. And so that was really awesome too. You know, I feel like we just wanted to be present because it felt yeah. so good. And we had really been taken care of. So our bandwidth was at a place where it was like, yeah, like let's rock out with these amazing people. And like I had, I didn't get to have one-on-one conversations with everyone, but I had one-on-one conversations with a lot of people mm-hmm. and it was incredible. And but that could happen because you had put that energy into it. Right on. Again, you know, a lot of times when you're doing like a retreat or event, you want to think like you're creating a little mini community, like a micro community here. So that means the people who are quote unquote running the community, which would be the, you know, me, plus the people who are also involved, uh, we've got to all be like united and and as a team. And if you're not getting cared for, you know what, you're not going to feel like you're on Team Teresa. You're going to feel like, okay, I'm here. I'm getting paid the speed, but I had all this hassle, and there's no goodies. You know what I mean? I I I certainly don't feel like, hey, I want to pitch in and do the dishes if I had a crappy meal. You know what I mean? That's right. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Word. So then I want to talk to you about, like, your support team. Do you hire help? How do you hire help? Why do you hire help? Like, take us through that, because we had an amazing helper for the retreat. <laughs> yes. Well, I wasn't going to have a helper. And then I decided, wait a minute, dummy. You got to stop being superwoman because I tend to like to do everything myself. You know, I always feel if you want a job done right, do it yourself, which is really stupid. People don't ever listen to that advice because yes. I learned one thing at this event. I hired this wonderful gal. She's one of my yoga students. Her name is Yvonne. And she also works for a local restaurant. And she's just a, one of the most organized and softest people you're ever going to meet. And I decided, I kind of shot out an email, said, hey, Yvonne, would you be interested in attending the event? You would basically be helping me to organize it, and you would be assisting me. 
And of course she said, yes, absolutely. And I, I told her too, you'd get to, you're going to get paid and paid well and there is going to be, you get to lodge, all, everything's covered, you get to attend the retreat, you get all the swag, all of that stuff. I wanted to make sure too, if I'm hiring someone to work for me, it's not just you're going to get paid grunt wages and then you don't get any of the goodies. No, I right. made sure that she got the same thing. You know, she got a lot of the same stuff, uh, same benefits, except <laughs> poor Yvonne had to be up at like 5 in the morning with me to <laughs> take care of some logistics. So the the key when you're hiring someone is to make sure it's going to be somebody who is super reliable, who you know also has probably been involved in things like events. Also, if you can get someone who's enthusiastic, and, and a lot of times you can get someone, if you have an event that really seems to appeal to something they're into, you'll have plenty of people lining up for that. And then once you've decided on who and you guys have made your agreement, pay them well, treat them well too, even though, of course, they're doing your grunt work, um, but treat them well. And i got to tell you, I needed Yvonne so much at this event. Oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my yeah. God. More than I thought. I mean, yeah. and it's like, and she was impeccable. She was flawless. I would probably say out of everything I've spent money on, as much as I love my speakers and love spending money on you guys, spending money on my assistant was the best money I spent on this event. Ah, uh, so true. She was amazing, yeah. and she held the space so beautifully and oh, yeah. was just awesome. So everybody, if you're doing an event, hire an assistant. You will not regret it, and it takes a whole load off of you. So guess what that did for me then? I wanted my speakers to relax, but also not having to deal with some of these stu- these little details allowed me to be more present for my attendees. So you know what I was able to do, Bree? I was able to do one-on-one time then with the yeah. gals who were there. I was able to right. do, like, like if somebody was having an issue, we could go, we could talk, I could hear them out. Or um, there were some gals that I wanted to do a mini workshop with off to the side because they had some issues with their websites that I wanted to yeah. talk about in private. I didn't want to, like, yeah. put a spotlight Call on them. Call them out and embarrass them. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to do all these little extras, and I knew now, I really know in hindsight, you know what, if I didn't have this assistant... I would have never been able to really be present and have those one-on-one conversations and to really be there when somebody was having a, a moment. So the assistant is worth their weight in gold. Worth their weight in gold. Everyone should get it. I think everyone should hire Yvonne. Yvonne. I was going to say, everybody needs an Yvonne is yeah. really what it boils down to. Oh, my God. She was so amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying awesome. to figure out a way to, like, make more money so I can, like, hire Yvonne away from her job. But then I'm like, I have to find something for her to do here. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I, need, I need bigger projects, basically yeah, is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. I, I think I, I believe that you can figure that out. I, I somehow don't think mm. that will be a trick for you. <laughs> yeah, so. so so then and and when you hired one, you knew her. You had a personal relationship yeah. with her. So you would recommend that as well. Like you I want to hire re- somebody that you know at mm-hmm. least to some extent. You want to hire someone you know that could do the job well. Yeah. yeah. That's the key. Like, for example, um, a couple of years ago I had a little event here at, at the yoga studio, and the event was just like an anniversary. And uh, I hired a local catering company to just put a few small little vegan treats together, and it was somebody I knew. And I knew they had a great reputation, and I knew that they cooked good food because I've been over at their place and I've been to their pop-up restaurants. And right. they put together a wonderful, stellar little menu, a little mini menu for us, and we had the most delicious food, and it was one thing I didn't have to do. It was somebody I knew, and I knew they could do their work. That's the key. 
Right. Know that they can do their work. Know that they're competent. Don't hire like a family member who isn't going to give a rat's butt about your event. Right. This is not your flaky. This is not your flaky roommates. Like time to make some quick cash over the weekend. Right. Hire someone who knows what they're doing. And Yvonne has a restaurant and hospitality background. She's very organized. She's got a great personality. Um, I trust her. I've known her for years. And I knew that she would be aligned with everything. And I knew she would put her whole heart into it. And she over-delivered. You know what she did? When it was time to pick up the wine, she says, well, why don't you let me pick up the wine for you? I'm like, what? I'm like, okay. And then I gave her a challenge to see what kind of a price she could get. And she um, she really bested me. That's what I do. I got the right girl here. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh, my gosh. That is so awesome. Yeah, she was amazing. She was really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask you, we sold out. And yeah. this retreat sold out pretty quickly. Yep, in about two months. In about two months. So tell us, you know, how did you do that? How did you do it, Teresa? Well, it it is really having um, great web copy and a good website up and then really promoting the hell out of it through my newsletter and on social media. And the thing is, as soon as I put it up, there were some people uh, who signed up immediately. And these are people who knew me and had a relationship with me. So let's go back to community. When you have a community and you work hard to really reach out to people and you care about your clients, they're going to really look at when you put something out there. They're going to want to sign up. And yeah. so uh, I had a, a few gals who signed up immediately. Like they just, boom, it, I was like, oh, oh, my God, I can't believe I sold a bunch of seats right away. So right. Uh, a bunch of seats sold immediately because these are people who are in my tribe, and they are also people who know that when I do something, I do not half-ass it. So right. they knew right off the bat that they were going to be taken care of. Uh, and then the other people just came in, and they found their way, and again, in the in about uh, two months, we're sold out, but it was really just consistent marketing and having a pretty website for the event. So it wasn't, it was not an issue of like, you were, you know, there was not, there was consistent marketing, but it wasn't like, there was no pushiness, there was nope. nothing like that. It was just really, really being tight with your people. You know, that is the key to everything. And I think this is yeah. what we're getting to with when, when we come and circle back around. I really made sure that I had a nice web copy in that, and I had a good intention. But, you know, I'm already putting a good vibe out there by taking care of my speakers and my staff and really thinking about how am I going to spoil my attendees rotten. You know, when you're putting that energy into that, I think people kind of pick up on that. And I have some very strong relationships with people who do show up in my like social media world or they come in for readings or stuff like that or they, they hire me for business mentoring or buy some of my products, you know, it makes it easier for them to say yes. So you've really got to develop your community, both amongst your clients, you've got to take good care of them, but you also want to develop good community amongst your peers or the people that you want to speak at your events. Yeah. Develop yeah. your community. Treat people well, be kind to people, um, you know, pay people. <laughs> it's really not yeah. that hard. These are all the things you have to do. And also always consider when you're thinking about community, how would I want to be treated? That's how right. do I want to be treated? That's when you're right. coming from that mindset, you're going to really want to make sure, again, that people are treated the way you'd like to be treated, but better. That's right. Even better. Go the extra mile. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you, we had quite a few local people at this event because they love you. Yeah, because you know? we have long-term relationships. Yeah. And, you know, some of these gals had never been to a retreat like this before, so this was, like, new for them. And um, they really were glad they signed up. They got a lot out of it. I've gotten just wonderful, beautiful thank you, thank you emails from them. So, you know, everybody walked away feeling like they got something out of it. Uh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, I've had some really incredible feedback as well from people and some really great uh, stories unfolding that were catalyzed, mm-hmm. you know, by the weekend, which which is also such a testament because, you know, websites are great, blog posts are great, like we all do those things, social media is awesome, but what you can accomplish in 48 hours in a room together with, you know, 20 other women who are really committed to their work, it is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if you're in a room of like-minded people and you're all, like, working on things and working out your junk and clearing energy and supporting each other, I mean, you get a group of women like that together, or men, too. There's men's groups. Hey, guys, love you. For sure. Hey, guys, but, <laughs> we love you. We love you. But, I mean, we we are creating shifts again. Yeah. Uh, everything is about intention and creating shifts and a group of women together who are all working towards bettering themselves and their businesses and supporting each other. I mean, that's magic. That's mojo. That's big, Absolutely. big, big energy shifts. Absolutely. So now I want to ask, what, like, what was your attitude and what was your approach for the unexpected event? Was there anything unexpected about the retreat, anything that came up that kind of was like, huh, I didn't see that coming, and how did you deal with those things? Gotcha. Well, actually, the event went pretty flawless. It did. It was, it was, like, it was really, really smooth and awesome and beautiful yeah. and great. I mean, there were, yeah. there were a couple of times where people were feeling emotional, so I just made sure to you know, take them aside and give them a little support. But that happens at every every event. There's always going right. to be someone who might be emotional for something. That's and there's right. a little weird crime spree happening uh, yes. on Friday night. So that was unexpected. Apparently the, the little city where our event was had a little crime spree, and, and actually the crime spree visited our event. And there was a window or two smashed in from some people that were uh, attending not just our event, but also an event that was being housed in the same building, uh, right. an event called Bead Camp. So it was a little bit of that, and you know that really for a moment threw me. But then it's really about centering yourself, making sure everyone's safe and cared for. And That's right. I took care of that right away. And Yvonne, of course, was a goddess and helped out too. And once the police came and took a look at the damage and took all that uh, into consideration, you know everything got handled. So it was just yeah. a miniature thing. And first of all, crime can happen anywhere. It was just weird that it happened at this really sacred event because this was held in like a place that's like an old seminary, old, I mean, beautiful, such a beautiful place. So it's very strange. So unexpected things can happen. And, and, you know, the thing I got out of that, there was a spiritual lesson. I thought, here's the deal, Teresa, you micromanage this event perfectly, but you can't micromanage the world. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I wish I could. that's so true. Yeah, I wish I could, though. Things would run really well if they were running Teresa time around here. Yes, yes, I, I think that that's exactly right. You know, I thought that that was really interesting um, that, because I talked with one of the women who's, whose window did get smashed, and she actually said that having that happen, it was like she was sort of like resisting 
the retreat and resisting the work that was going to be done over the weekend Mm. and kind of had not a bad attitude about it, but just like she was just thinking about a lot of other stuff that didn't really matter and she wasn't fully present. And then when that happened, Mm -hmm. it like made her fully present. And so she actually was very positive about it and sort of like, you know, it snapped me into like the place and the mind frame that I needed to be in. And I thought that was such an interesting way of holding something that, you know, like would you could so easily kind of get upset about, but actually holding it and saying like, well, no, this is this in a way, you know, it needed to happen. I needed, I needed to be, I needed something to happen to like put me into, okay, mm-hmm. I'm ready to rock this. Yep. Sometimes, you know, I always say that about uh, in yoga. Sometimes people, they are living, who knows, in their head or somewhere else, and then they get injured, and all of a sudden they're in their body. And when you are injured or sick, you are present moment because all you can think about is your pain. Yeah. Oh, that's so right true. There. So so true. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes a little drama can do that, and it was, while it was upsetting, it just really forced me to get on my feet. Okay. You know, woman up, let's handle this, let's make sure yep. everyone's okay. And I did. And again, you had an assistant. You had somebody yeah. who was there, who had been paid to be there, to exactly kind of run interference on this kind of a yep. thing. So that was also really smart planning, you know. Right. Like, who who knew if something unexpected would happen? But it's best to plan for it's, it as a yeah. thing will. It's yeah. really, really wise because, you know, things can happen. You you run a perfect event and somebody gets sick or someone hurts themselves and then they maybe want to sue you. You know, stuff like that, you, you just never know. So right. the best thing is is to always have a plan B, have help, have support around you. And also, no matter what's going on, try not to lose your cool. Keep a good attitude as best as you can. Even yeah. if everything is tanking, just try to keep a good attitude. And always remember again, you're here to serve. You're here to make sure everyone's okay. We'll get through this. Yeah. yeah. I was at an event, a really interesting one. Um, I, I attended a, in Minnesota. It was actually one of Alex's writing events. And uh-huh. the weekend that I we were she was holding the event, they had one of the worst one of the worst storms ever, like in Minnesota's history. So there was no electricity in a hot summer. And that is how we had to do the event. So a lot of the things that she had set up weren't able to go exactly as planned. But, you know, she was such grace under pressure. She was such a Mm -hmm. pro. And having an example like that in front of you, it really tells you that if something goes wrong in my event, I have no option. I must be a pro. I must show up and be present. She was such grace under pressure. I really looked at that as a role model, and I wanted to make sure that when something went down at my event, that I handled it like that, and I, you know, I think I did pretty good. Oh, I think you did beautifully, absolutely, uh, really, really beautifully. And, you know, we touched on the venue, and I know we're we're coming close to the end of our time, but we I are. do want to ask about that. I want to ask about securing the venue and what you were looking for, because when I talk to people who want to host a retreat, I usually find that venue is the big stumbling block. Well, where would I have it? That 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 is something that trips a lot of people up. Right. Well, you know, you're going to have to. The thing is, you have to think about what are the needs of my uh, attendees. Sometimes, right. for like a, a day long workshop, all you need is like it, it could be a space in your own home. Uh, right. You could do something maybe at a shop. Like we have a wonderful crystal shop here in 
Milwaukee, and they were one of our sponsors, the Free Spirit Crystals. Uh, they have like a, a they, they they hold events at their place, and they hold it right in their store. You know, sometimes places will allow you to rent space, or they might co-host something with you. So you can find stuff like that. You can also find space in hotels, or in this case, I wanted to look for something that felt kind of like a camp, yeah. and uh, yeah. something that was going to have a beautiful location and that served the food and that kind of took every, care of a whole bunch of stuff for me so I didn't have to think about it. And actually, Christy and I talked about the COVID, and she said, well, why don't you come down and check it out? It's really gorgeous. So Christy and I went down there. We got a big tour together, and I looked at her, and I said, you know what? This is it. This is the right place. It was affordable. Uh, it was beautiful. It was clean, which is important to me. And they took care of a lot of things for you. So they, they really made you want to host an event there. Yeah, yeah, and it was such a beautiful venue, and it was such a beautiful place, and it was just, I felt so well taken care of, and the food was awesome. So oh, yeah. So you really, you know, you really nailed that, too. And, and you know, I think that's exactly right. I think the first thing is sometimes I talk to people, and they're getting really, ups, you know, really, like, hot and bothered about a venue, thinking they have to have, like, an overnight kind of place. But they're planning a day-long retreat, and so you don't have you know, to. I mean, you can you also have. You can you can be super creative. Like, let's pretend um, we're having an event here in Milwaukee, and it's just a day-long workshop. People can fly in and get their own hotel, <coughs> and then come here and do the event right here. You that's can right. do that. That could be super cost-effective, and it makes more sense for a day-long event if you're going to do that. Yeah. You only want yeah. to where there's a location if it's going to be like a couple nights, like. The Reader Studio, which is based in New York, uh, they have something at a hotel. And so they rent out some of the rooms for the different little um, lectures, et cetera, et cetera, nighttime classes. And then people really, they book the event, but they also book and pay for their own hotel. The hotel is yes. not included in there. But here you are, you're right at the hotel. The event is all there. There's a restaurant on site and a bar, which is important. So, you know, um, it's all set for you. And that's all you have to do is find what your needs are and go from there. That is exactly right. And you you just did such a beautiful job just across the board. I was was so impressed with it. Thank you. And I can thank Christy for helping me with that. Christy was uh, really supportive because she lives in Racine, so she was able to kind of like give me a little bit of a nudge to go in that direction. Yeah, yeah. I want to so, talk for a moment, too, about go for sponsors, it. Yeah. if you don't mind, about sponsors. No, I think that's a great sponsors. idea. Um, sorry, I hate cutting people off. You know I hate that, Brie. But I want to make sure, because we have limited time, for gals who are listening or guys who are listening, too, swag bags, I think, are really important. Don't you agree? Oh, yes, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, swag bags, really, it's kind of like a welcoming gift. And when yeah. you... When I put my swag bag together, I thought of, gee, what would I like in a swag bag? And, of course, I'm one of these people, I'm, like, kind of nuts about swag bags. That's, like, the most exciting part for me. Me <laughs> so too. Me too. It's yeah. like Christmas presents under the tree. Yeah. You're just, yeah, it's great. So, you know, when you're doing the swag bag, you want to think about, you know, what am I going to put in here? What are going to be some of the things I buy? And what are going to be also maybe some things that I can get people to sponsor and donate, and I can put them on the website and I can promote their products. So what I did is um, there are some things that I bought, like my chocolates from Indulgence. Indulgence <gasps> is a wonderful chocolate shop here in Milwaukee. And by the yeah. way, a lot of the things I I chose 
too, that I purchased were things that were from local businesses. And I had a lot of local sponsors, too, which was really intentional because I want people to see Wisconsin as this great place to come for a retreat. Uh, even like when we had a wine and cheese mingle on Saturday night, I made sure it was all Wisconsin cheeses featured. That's right. So anyhow, um, there were some things I paid for, and then there were some things that were um, our sponsors donated. So we had like um, tea from Rishi Tea. We had the wonderful Guy and Taro from Llewellyn Books. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lolo Aesthetics provided some skincare samples, just enough to last the weekend. My dentist, Dewan Dental, uh, threw in toothbrushes. Uh, the Nutman, which is the most outrageously great snack place, they threw in stuff too. I mean, people were happy and to donate. And Free Spirit Crystals put a crystal in. And Ascended Gifts, is, which is a lovely local shop, also went and they wanted to contribute incense. You know, all these wonderful, spiritual, um, loving businesses wanting to help out. I mean, come on, that's great. And how do you get people to sponsor? Well, sometimes some places know me. So, like, the Nutman was right on, like, hey, let me donate some snacks for your retreat. And, by the way, their snacks went over. Oh, my God. Oh, they really did. I, I, like, devoured mine when I went for a walk, and it was just awesome. Yeah. So, you know, what what ended up happening is some of them were people who knew me, but then I also reached out and I asked. I contacted Rishi T. I contacted Llewellyn. I contacted Ascended Gifts. And they were more than happy to donate something for the swags. And it wasn't really painful for them because this is a very small event, so it's not like they're asking for a thousand things. So exactly. I made it Yeah, I made it an easy yes for them. And um you know, I'm so grateful that we had such a killer full swag bag and these sponsors really helped that. So if you're going to do an event and if you're going to have a swag bag, I say load that sucker up. Uh, you may have to spend some money on it, but you may also find if you reach out and ask, some places are more than happy to sponsor for a mention on your website. And as long as you are promoting their stuff, they're going to be down with it. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. The swag bags were amazing. We all loved them so, so much. And they were just, they were delicious and they rocked. Um, I also want to talk just really briefly about the workbook. Um, yeah. Because you also did a, you decided to do a workbook, and and I remember in an early conversation we had, you you were not you hadn't totally decided on that, but then it became really clear that yeah you wanted to do that, and so tell us just a little bit about that and how you put that together. Right. Well, here's the deal with the workbook. <clears throat> I was kind of like, do I do it? Do I not? But then the thought of somebody having to lug their notepad. What if they forgot their notepad? Uh, you know. I just thought this would be really convenient. It would make it much easier. It's, again, it's one less thing for people to think about. And plus, then yes. it can make it really pretty and make it look like, uh, make it match the event. So what I did is I had the speakers all give me content that of what they'd be teaching. So we'd have some stuff to put in there. And then I came up with, like, a, like some resources at the end, like books and websites I recommended, uh, an intro that I took, uh, you know, an intro about each of us. And I put it all together, and then I contacted uh, the gal from Jewel's Branch, Christy Halmick. I think that's how, yes. oh, excuse me, I think that's how you pronounce her name. And I had her design the workbook rather than I, – I got to tell everybody who's listening, I'm graphically challenged. <laughs> <laughs> I have no business trying to do stuff like that. So I hired Christy, and she put it together made it beautiful. And then I sent it to a company – 
when she was finished, a company called um, MagCloud or HP MagCloud. Yeah, HP yeah. MagCloud. I know them well. Yeah, and then they printed it and bada bing, it was done, and I had this gorgeous, gorgeous workbook. Oh, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. And they were, they were so gorgeous. Yeah. And then you also followed up by having all of us, um, Alexandra sent all of these awesome writing prompts for everybody right. who attended the retreat. You know, I sent out all the blessings oh, that yeah. were used, um, and, and as well as the active imagination that we did. So we also sent a, then a virtual workbook, which was, yes. I thought, a brilliant move. Absolutely. So after the event was over, two little touches, you know, I wanted to make sure everybody got a nice big fat digital kit to <coughs> help them to keep the energy going. So we sent them the the workbook in digital format, and yeah, you guys also put a lot of stuff in, and we put in audios, et cetera, et cetera. So everybody got this super fat digital work a uh, digital kit after the event was done, and I I wanted that because again, here's some extra stuff. The other little touch I did, Bree, too was because a lot of the gals were flying in, Milwaukee Airport is really small, and I knew that some of them would be stuck there for a couple of hours before the shuttle came. So what I did is I sent everybody a $5 Starbucks gift card that they could use. And I just thought that was such a smart idea because it's like, okay, you're going to be stuck here. You might as well have a drink on me and relax. And, um, you know, people really enjoyed that. But, again, it's not me just trying to be, like, over the top. It's really about making sure that everybody feels comfortable while they wait for the shuttle. Yeah, and and exactly what you said at the beginning, you know, how would you want to be treated? If you showed up at the airport and you've been up since, you know, early in the morning and, and you maybe have to wait for a little while before your transportation shows up, what do you want to do? Probably grab a cup of coffee or a cup of tea at Starbucks and yes. and chill with your book or whatever. And I think that that was just, you know, that it was like the little touches like that throughout the entire thing that just made this such a standout event across the board. You just right. did so beautifully. Thank you. And I think, you know, for anybody, if you're going to do an event, if you're going to do a workshop, really think about those little touches. What is the little touch that you could do that's going to make someone feel like, wow, I feel heard, I feel seen, I feel cared for, I feel pampered. What are the little things? Put some thought into it. Put some thought into everything you're doing. Be intentional. When you are thinking and operating from that um, frame of reference, you're going to have an event that people really come back from feeling like, wow, that was the best money I spent. They're going to be happy they came. There's going to be no regrets. And, you know, you're going to feel so good too. Put in the effort for those little things because those little things actually they add up and they mean a lot. They sure do. They totally do. So, Miss Bree, we are right down now to the very, very last few minutes, and this has been such. I, I think you and I could talk about events and retreats forever. And and pretty much anything forever. forever yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the best part. I got a lot of time to hang out with Bree and, and all my girls, so I love that. It was that. so great. So great. Well, for people who are listening, I am going to be doing, at the end of the year, on December 12th, watch for it, uh, my next professional mystics guide in December is going to be all about how to host retreats and events. So that was Yay. a big, big That's respect. right. Everybody asked for it. Every, that's what everybody yeah. wanted. 
Yes, everybody yeah. wanted that was the top topic. So I'm like, okay, okay, it looks like that's what it's going to be. So a lot of the stuff that we talked about today, you guys are going to get that in that Professional Mystics Guide. So if you go to my website, look for the button for Professional Mystics Guides. I've got all kinds of amazing and awesome things. Uh, to help you with your mystical business. Really They're so you good, you guys. They're so, yeah. so good. They're so helpful. They're so thorough. Um, I mean, I have, I've been getting them throughout the, the year, and I just can't tell you how much awesome information there is in them. I really highly recommend them. Well, I'm excited for that one. And actually, next month we're doing, uh, the next one that's coming out is going to be all about launching. Oh, la, la. Launching with a metaphysical twist. We're going to be all about doing it during auspicious dates. So I'm going to be giving out secret like sauce. And you know, secret, like secret sauce, we got a fabulous show coming up next month. Do uh, you want to tell everybody what we're doing? Yeah, so you guys, this is a really important show. And this is our last show of the year, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, this is our last show of the year, so you'll you'll not have us for the month of December, and I, I hope that you all can survive. Um, <laughs> but we are going to talk about conscious communication with Pace Smith, the one, the only, Pace Smith. And, you know, we're really, conscious communication, this is about the words that we use. And just like Teresa said at the beginning of, of the show, it all begins with intention. Mm-hmm. But the words that we use can either express that intention or really miss the mark. And we know we've all been on the receiving end of words that, that were not what they needed to be, and we know how it can affect our clients. Mm-hmm. So this is a super important show um, that's going to touch on a lot of topics that often sacred artists, um, don't want to necessarily talk about, right? Absolutely. And we're going to be talking about certain spiritual things that people say that actually sometimes do more, more harm than good. Yeah. <coughs> so you guys don't want to miss it. Uh, that show is going to be... That's going to be on Wednesday, Wednesday, November 12th. Right, thank you. At yeah. the same bad time, same bad channel. So tune in, guys. Pay Smith is... Uh, just amazing and hilarious, but super thoughtful and intentional. There was nobody else we would have for the show but her. Yeah. So that means we have to sign off, and I really have to thank all the people that I see in our uh, on-the-caller line and the web attendees. I thank you so much for tuning into this event tonight, and I hope that Bree and I have inspired you and given you good food for thought for your events and I can't wait to see what kind of cool events other people are going to be doing. So if you want to keep in touch with me or work with me in any way, you can find me, Teresa Reed, at thetarolady.com. And Ms. Bree, where can they find So tonight it'll be milagroroots.com, but tomorrow afternoon after about 5 p.m. Central Time, it will be briannasaucy.com. I cannot wait to see your new site. So, so excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we're all going to be thrilled to see it. So, uh, I'll be looking for that tomorrow, and I'll be looking for you guys to join us next month for Conscious Communication. So, Bree and everybody, have a wonderful and blessed night. Good night, everyone. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, bye-bye.